What up, army of cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. Pew, pew, pew. We got guests like Corinne Fisher from what? Guys We Fucked. Oh my God. We have Shaq Stanley from Wild and Out. I love him. We have Dan Soder from Geico. Shut the fuck up. So many good people. A lot of juicy shit happened at the beginning of the Hot Mess anthology also. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. Yo, man. Open up, man. What do you want, man? My girl just caught me. Yo, you let him catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. With who? The girl next door, you know? Man. You missed Just say it wasn't you. Oh, That was you. Honey, give me Call me red-handed, creeping with a girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off me. What's going on? Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. That was... With us in the studio, witnessing a white woman try to do Shaggy <laughs> without getting canceled, is Jerome Chu Charles and Max Gems Gonzalez. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks hey. for coming in. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. This song, this song is so OG gaslighting. It's just like, just lie just, to her face just constantly. Just tell her it wasn't you. <laughs> and it was oh, a what hit a song. Yeah, I know. It was, what a novel idea. Just fuck with her brain <laughs> forever. And that is the most ridiculous excuse she saw me fucking <laughs> it wasn't me well he said he forgot he gave her a key right you giving your mistress a key that's the no first his, no his, his wife girl. his girlfriend a key so he forgot he gave his girlfriend a key yeah yeah he's a fucking dickhead <laughs> okay yeah okay. yeah cancel that song yeah yeah it's gonna have to be canceled but it is ugh, it is a fun song though it's super fun have you ever cheated on someone and tried to convince them that they did not know what was going on no but and i think i've mentioned this before this is like one of the most evil things about me okay i do have a dark fantasy i i like kind of want to cheat on someone why i uh, listen i don't think that i would ever really do it well Mm. the 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 energy that needs to be built up in order to cheat on somebody to to get to that circumstance i think that that's really hot and that's probably what you're responding to yeah i i think it's more like the idea idea of uh like being that desired and like having a secret having a secret you know what i mean in order to play that out just wear a wedding ring places and pretend that you're married she does do that you know that i've done that that. right yeah okay well not a wedding an engagement ring okay fair because i went to i went to uh my cousin's bridal shower this was several (laughs) years ago and she had on the table she had all these like fake rings as party favors Mm -hmm. so i just collected them put them in my purse (laughs) and then i used to wear them out to bars to see if i would get hit on by like perfectly lovely eligible bachelors looking to cheat yeah and it totally worked absolutely there is something about like that unattainable thing and also they probably figure that you're not going to get too attached because you have uh 
Right. You did you have uh, did you have like runny mascara also and you're like alone at the bar? Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally I, I made up a whole scenario. My fiance does not understand me I and I'm called also off the wedding. not satisfied. I would fuck anybody right now. I just need to fuck one more person before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Talk about having a line waiting out the door. Yeah. yeah. I never actually fucked anyone though, I don't think. Have you slept with a married person before? You what Andrea. What? I don't know. You keep, you slept keep fucking with, secrets. I slept with a a separated person. Yeah, I slept with a married person before. Oh, I didn't know you were actually. I thought you were. I thought you were making a dig at me because I no. slept with a separated. No, no, person. I was genuinely asking. Oh, you keep oh. secrets all the time. So yeah, no, like, I mean, not that I. If you knew were like, of. yes, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Um, of course, you did. No, here's the thing. I don't think. I think I'm too big of a pussy to ruin a marriage. Like, I don't mm. think. I don't think I really have it in me. I think that's where the fantasy comes from. Yeah. I don't think I really have it in me to destroy to someone's be a life bad like person. that. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Well, Rihanna, it wasn't like one of her breakout songs. He knows that's I'm right. Unfaithful, unfaithful is such a good song. Uh, that makes me want to cheat on somebody. Yeah, it it does. She makes it seem real glamorous. That's this sounds mean, but Jerome, I assume you've cheated on someone or you've broken something up. I have broken something up. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I like how you still went one direction of like <laughs> uh-huh. you're not completely fucking innocent. I've definitely broken something up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And lied to the to the other partner's face and be like, no, we weren't doing anything at all. Oh my god. Yeah. What? I do you not feel so guilty when you're doing that? Hmm. Here's like what, what we're is learning guilt? about me is that I feel guilt later if I feel it at all. Interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is can so I, uh, Jerome. Oh yeah. God. Well, can I can I defend you for a second here? Sure. You aren't the one in the relationship, Hello. so it's really the other person's responsibility Hello. to either break up with the person or uh, not cheat on them. Mm-hmm. They were in a seven seven-ish year relationship, and. Uh, I, I met them as a couple, and I would hang out with them as a couple. I oh, would go God. to their place. Okay, that's skeevy. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I would go to their place and like watch Game of Thrones and stuff. This was like years ago, and then that was and it. Texted one of the partners while the other one was well, feet away. The other one, one day, he went on vacation and he started texting me while he was on vacation. Okay, and flirting with me, and literally that's all I needed. I didn't even need anything else. It's just like, is it on? It's on. And then like, <sighs> like when he would come and meet me at the bottom of the apartment to like let me inside, we start like making out on the way up, and then just go upstairs and just like plop down on this couch and just watch it. TV oh next to his boyfriend. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's hot. That's, that's hot. That's what, that's yeah. What you're responding that's to is hot. that kind of shit. Yeah, because your heart's pounding the whole time. The whole time. Ah, uh, someone fingered me in a hallway once, and it was very exciting because their roommate was like a few feet away. But that's it. I guess. The, were they in a relationship? Uh, the roommate? No, but no, like. But the person that fingered you. No, it was my oh, so boyfriend. How is this? The, it was your boyfriend. So this is not the same thing at no, all. No, I know it's not the same thing at all. But I understand the element of like we're hooking up within like someone oh, and could like, see it, and it would be like uh-huh. very weird and inappropriate. And there are like people behind the other side of the door that yeah. don't know. Exactly. The, the the worst it got um, was uh, when the other partner went like back home to to visit his parents or something like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, me and the guy that I actually ended up dating afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, we were fucking or whatever all over the place. And the partner gets back and is just like, what's this like wet spot on the floor by the couch? Aww. And like, I didn't know that lube on what wet hardwood floor becomes like the most slippery surface in the oh, world. Oh, God. And it's there forever. It's there for fucking like ever. So he's like, the, the the partner obviously knows something was going on. And that's when he started asking questions. Yeah. Like, he must have sensed it already. Because I wouldn't be like, oh, is that lube from fucking on my floor? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not a mm-hmm. thought you have. Unless you're like already pretty certain that. Someone's cheating on yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. The more you know. Oh, my God. So if you ever have a feeling, go with it. It's usually right. Yeah. Of course it I, is. Well, I think that's generally a true statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When you, if you feel like something's off, it's <laughs> it's off. But also, don't come at me because because I'll fight you. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. Is that the adult response <laughs> when you're the one in the wrong? You're like, I'll fight you. Did the person go after you? Like, no, he was like a really soft, nice person. I I, I always find myself like ruining the lives of just really, really nice people. Really? Uh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, the lives that I ruin, yeah, are usually of nice people. It's never of like shitty Who's, people. What Why other can't you use your powers for good? What other lives have you? Yeah, I mean, I've like run people out of the city and stuff like that of Pittsburgh. I don't that. know this about you. You don't know this about him? No. Mm. Wait, who did you run out of the? Drums a shepherd. Mm, who did you shit, run out uh, of the yeah. city? Well, my ex roommate. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Are you con- like? Can you share anything more or not? <clears throat> you don't have to. I feel like that's probably what. Makes me a hot mess whenever we get there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, no, it's because you wipe your hands of everything and then act like, oh, I did nothing. I, it, it was fine. <laughs> and then you, you act like no one has the right to confront you about it, yeah. even though it was you. Yeah. Well, it's it's not that. Like Shaggy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. me. Oh, shit. Yeah, you are Shaggy. You're Shaggy. Oh, my God. Wow. You're spiritually your Shaggy. I was having so such a response to the song, and that's why. Yeah. Yeah, and then you went off about like how inappropriate of a song it was. Meanwhile, it was describing <laughs> exactly the person that you <laughs> Uh, right. Like what an asshole! How dare you, Shaggy is. <laughs> like Jerome's like the cartoon character of that because he's like, oh, tee hee hee, I just did that. Whoops. Okay. Yeah, he's life. like small and cute. Yeah, I talk about this in therapy all the time. That yeah, most of my life I've gotten away with things by being cute, like mm-hmm. tee hee, tee hee. Yeah, you're so, adorable. So yeah. I'm trying to like anti be that person now, like the guy who is just like, mm-hmm, well, whatever, like. I think that all my transgressions are like whatever. So like, oh, did I do that? <laughs> whatever. You can get over it. You know? That's what that's what happens. Like I'll do something really shitty and be like, I understand that you feel a way. That you feel a way. <laughs> you like, hang out with this piece of shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also just like, but also you can get over it. But then but the, but the things that I get mad about are, are so insignificant. And I'll hold on to it for fucking ever. Okay, oh we're gonna God. we're gonna start yeah. from the beginning with this shit because yeah, you know what we got to do first though. What I want to read a review. Yes, and then we'll get back to. I mean, I guess Jerome's one of my tr- one of my friends that could be categorized as like kind of a shady motherfucker, uh, but I don't view you that way because yeah. I, tr- I trust you so much. I, I've never you've never done anything. You're a woman. Women, yeah. women can trust me implicitly. It's men who have to fear me. Oh, well, now I do yeah, well, fear you. Good. You know what? Honestly, I respect it. Keep Holler. doing bad things to men. That's yeah, right. I'm going to be honest. Somebody needs to. Someone needs to weaponize Jerome and send him to all those senators that made abortion illegal or whatever the fuck. And he can just take pictures of their dicks and send it to their wives and it. fucking give them chlamydia. You know I don't know I if would. you can I'll get, get it chlamydia, get it but please. Oh, you, you could get a vial of it somewhere, I'm yeah. sure. Okay, read us read a review before okay. we begin. Thank you to everyone who's been sending in reviews in wake of Chinagate. Thank um, you so much. I am going I to only read. love for the Chinese people here <laughs> at the Hamas Comedy Hour. We're pro Chinese. We're anti Australian. That's our new platform. Yes. And middle middle ground to Italians. Yeah, a strong middle ground. A strong middle ground. Prove yourself, Italians. Um, this review is by DC Weiss. Mm-hmm. And the title is, Not At All Like I Heard. Okay. That's, I'm loving it. I tuned in expecting entitled anti-Chinese pea-fetished comedians. Well, this couldn't be further from the truth, except maybe the pea thing. Mm-hmm. Seriously, 
Emily and Andrea are my absolute faves. I started listening a year ago and I've never been happier with a podcast. Hilarious and irreverent. Wow. They're six plus stars in my book. Thank you. Thank you so much for that review. If you would like us to read your review, write one. Uh, Click five stars. That's our favorite number. And write something clever. Something funny. Make a reference to uh, a Chinese riff or a P riff. No, you know what? I'm going to. Or maybe let's just end this whole China thing. Maybe we put China to bed. (laughs) Should we put China to bed? I think it's time. It's time. Sleep well, sweet Chinese prince. A fun story about Jerome, which kind of gives context about how you came into our lives, is that you were troll. You were talking to my older brother. I actually don't know this story really from your perspective. Mm-hmm. You were talking to my older brother many, many years ago mm-hmm. on a key. Was it on the Keith and the Girl? It was in Pal Talk. Pal Talk. Yes. Okay. Pal Talk. Um, this would have been over ten years like ago, two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and were you pretending to be a female or were you... No. So uh, from Is the my very... my brother gay? <laughs> <laughs> from the very first moment that I entered the Keith and the Girl chats, I was just very like aggressive towards men. Like, uh-huh. hey, what do you like? Tell me what's wrong with you. What's uh-huh. your dick like? Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So just just like, just being like that all the time. And some people were shut down to it immediately. Uh-huh. And then I was like, all right, you're boring. And the people that, you know, if I, if I like poked... They uh-huh. weren't so freaked out. And he was one of those people. He was just like, ha ha, LOL. He's blah, blah, a fucking blah. Allen, baby. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'll show you my junk. Right. I don't give good, a shit. Good time, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so did you, were you like, can I see a picture of your dick? Did you ask him for a picture of his dick? I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that I've asked every guy that was in the <laughs> chat at that time for a picture of their and dick. And did he send it to you? He didn't, he would, he kept on putting it off. He kept on saying like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like <laughs> what oh, a fucking blah, blah, blah. tease. But then what he did do. Okay. Was show me the video of him oh, having a three way with somebody else. Ah, no. Oh, yeah, I jerked that thing a lot. My brother's in porn. Yeah. Oh, homemade, I mean- homemade porn, too. <laughs> no, my brother, I mean, yeah, my brother is a very cool person. Um, yeah. No, porn stars can be cool. No, I mean, he's he's introduced me to everything fun in my life. And that sounds weird after I just said the word porn, but it is not like that. <laughs> we have a very, we're like, it's like a friend's relationship. He introduced me to comedy, podcasting. He was a video game designer. He also did a bunch of drugs, like mm-hmm. every kind of like fun, nefarious underground thing that I've ever had in my life has been through him. So, so how does that? So how did that lead to us being? So I guess he well he got into the Keith and the Girl world because he was talking to you and mm-hmm. befriending you, and then I was introduced to Keith and the Girl, and then you were one of his only like friends, mm-hmm. and I think you were one of the first people that were like anybody f- that shows me their dick, I'll be their friend. Sure, yeah. yes, as we've learned pretty much. Um, that's the definition of friendship. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I did not participate in that. You, you, no, you, you didn't get a dick? Your dick? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. But he did post a picture early on of us when we were knowing each other of him like naked in the mirror, but he was covering his dick. So I was just like, that's like, like good for you. One, it's one degree away from a dick. Yeah, dick. you're leaving a little bit to the imagination. That's yeah. the only reason why he wanted to be my friend. Because he, he wanted to get a piece of that? Yeah. To some degree, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. Yeah. Well, Andrea was telling me that she had a party one time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. And do you want to tell the story? No, you go ahead. You were telling me that you had a party and as like a fun party activity, she had disposable cameras around <laughs> and she gets them developed uh-huh. after the party and one of the cameras was just straight pictures of Jerome's dick that mm-hmm. he took in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
I forgot about Kyle that. and Jerome came and I'm like, Sorry. oh my God, what are my party picks going to be like? And then it's just like 10 fucking Jerome's dick. <laughs> I'm imagining that. different angles, well, yeah. different lighting. Yeah. Because it was the only time I've been to one of your parties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and, and I, was, I was there and I was like, man, this is, there's so much fucking going on. Like, I don't even remember seeing you throughout the night. Because yeah, it was you were a crazy just party. around all over the place. So you stuff. wanted to leave an impression. But I like, knew that I the was fucking here. camera was there. Holy <laughs> shit, I forgot about that. You wow. dog. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, what a you, cool thing I did. That was fu- it was funny. <laughs> Listen, it's your brand and it I uh, I stand by it. It was hilarious. hilarious. But yeah, you were the first Keaton the girl person who was like friendly to me um and like kind of made me feel comfortable in like the social situations cuz you and my brother were were friends. Yeah. But and apparently my brother was and, in an uh, internet threesome. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I remember after like a pretty soon after we met on Instagram you sent a sh- like a, a ton of people Snapchat on Snapchat, a mm-hmm. ton of people dick pics. Mm-hmm. It, was, Just it, like, was, it, was a, it was a goof. I, I was talking to one person and uh, I sent him a dick pic, but I, I like did my graffiti tag on the head of my dick in the picture. Ooh, I so that's that. why that's why yeah. it was fun and funny. Yeah, uh-huh, right. And so I was just like, well, this <laughs> sure. is, I got to send yeah, this to everyone. And if you're going to send a picture of the actual dick hole, you need to make it artistic. Sure. Oh, it was from top. So when like I said, oh, it's from the, t- mm-hmm. oh, I see. Yes. When I send new people my private parts, I like to, you know, add like a filter <laughs> yes. to it because right. then it's fun. Right. Uh-huh. Then it's art. Then I, it's art. Bear in mind, this is mostly to graffiti people. Like straight are really? very homophobic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I, nice. I kind of want to get into this because I I, f- I, I facetune my badge when I send it to people. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, I make the lips a little, you know, blur the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I change the color of the pubes. Get a little blush. Get a little, <laughs> yeah, get a little glow. A kitten like coming out of it. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like a little like, uh, like a I, gif. I, I make the sides thinner. <laughs> I do like make it a, a, like an hourglass shape. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be. Uh, useful? I just, you know, it's just, it's it, it depends on your it's taste. Fair, yeah, thing. it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I want to, I want to, so I want to go down the rabbit hole. Actually, it's good to have you here, Max, I wanna, because. I want to ask Jerome a question before we move on. Uh-huh. If you had to estimate, this is going to be like nearly impossible, mm-hmm. how many dick pics there are of yours out there in the world? If you uh, had to ballpark it, how would how many would you say? Like two to four hundred, probably something like that. Two to four hundred. Yeah, I've been I've been sending my dick since I was sixteen years old on the internet. So yeah, it's been since like uh, like two thousand one. Yeah, so there's there's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's like lower. That's yeah, a lower that's range lower than end. I expected. Mm. Yeah, I was expecting like thousands. thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like a lot of it's recycled dick pics. Sure. Yeah. Oh, what Lord, do you yeah. guys think is like? What do you think is the um, the etiquette about that type of thing? Like, do you think it's okay to recycle um, a nudes nude. as many times as you want? Or yes. we, we have this debate all the time. Well, I feel like it's a little disingenuous because. You're saying that you're in this mood right now uh-huh. yeah. and that you're willing to get naked uh-huh. in that moment to take that photo. Mm-hmm. But if it was taken beforehand, you're not entirely in that mood. Apparently, you guys aren't like sexting at work and stuff like I am. Yeah, but sometimes when you're, you know, firing on all cylinders, you got to pull in from the arsenal. Sometimes also like 
well, you have good nudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you're saying. You're talking about like this spur of the moment. Like, we're talking. I have and a it's private for space. You. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like taking this nude specifically for you in this moment. I agree. That's like the most the most personal. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the most pure. But there's also like when you first start talking to someone, especially if it's from an app. To me, yeah, it's you like send out it's your like first, dog you send out your butts. best nudes. Yep. So so you fire out the best mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> and it's it should be. I feel like it should be within like a year or two. Anything longer than that, it's just like, what are you doing? Just like for accuracy. Just for yeah. Accuracy. yeah. This uh, and I don't. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but this is. I'm just throwing this out there. I think maybe it's different for men and women because. Men, it's like, I'm hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you're making me hard. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a representation of, like, I'm turned on by you right now. Right. Women, it's just like you're taking pictures of your body. That's very unfair. Yeah, that sucks. You know what I mean? Because with a guy, you're essentially, it's just a unit. It's an object. Your boobs are a part of you. You can't, like, take, like, guys aren't looking for just, like, a side view of your boobs for every picture. No. Right. And also, like, sometimes your makeup isn't done. Sometimes your hair is fucked up. It's hard to art direct your own nudes. Yeah. So maybe somebody should create like a like a like a cardboard thing that you put your boobs through, <laughs> so that it's just your boobs and like you're all you're looking at is my boobs, just like weirdly hanging. <laughs> yes, or, yeah, or just I, take a leotard and cut like holes out of. I've, I've, you've never been attracted to women before, so oh, I don't really. Know. I don't. I don't know how these things work. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think a guy. I mean, don't maybe correct me if if I'm wrong, but I don't know if a guy would be into just <laughs> boobs hanging out of the decapitated uh, boobs. Uh, no. no, yeah, it's, no, yeah, they need to be attached to a person. I yeah. Fair. Female nudes are about like intention and setup for us. I'm and, like and they're way hotter when your face is in it. When your face is in it? Yeah, in yes. my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. way hotter. Like if you have if you're like showing your tits and you're like looking directly into the camera. Oh yeah. It's I easy. I don't know how somebody would be able to contain themselves. Now, it's definitely easy yeah. for women to do that, but like for a dude to have his face in, it's always this weird bottom angle. And no, like I don't want to. I don't want to see. Nobody looks see, good yeah. like and that. And have him like looking at it, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a totally different ball game. Um, <laughs> no pun. Um, okay, so okay, I want to know like what is Pittsburgh Jerome like, and also why would you consider him a hot mess? Because I know a lot about Jerome, but this is a new person and. And a fresh perspective about his life. I know he gets in trouble a lot, and I you're his friend, so you probably see the most of it. I'm, I'm here to you reaffirm. You need to stop doing yeah. finger guns immediately. <laughs> I can't handle it. I yeah, I'm here to reaffirm that Jerome is probably just exactly the same as he was here uh-huh. out in Pittsburgh. Okay, it's it's probably the same situation. Okay. So you have impulse control problems. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because it's the the gratification you will get from doing the thing it, is it higher than it supersedes every moral anything ramification in the world. It's just like you will feel so good once you get this. Okay. Who cares about what happens? Well, I have an easy solution. Mm-hmm. A shock collar. <laughs> Please. Uh, an invisible fence. Right. You're I would wrong. be happy to like operate it well, for that's, you that's, if you gave me parameters. I mean, I'm on probation for graffiti, but in a sense, like probation kind of is like an invisible shock collar. It's just yeah. like whatever you think that you're fucking doing, you got to eliminate all those behaviors. You got to find to like wipe away all Well, that yeah, shit. because the punishments now for your behaviors are going to be so much, much more severe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I guess prison does work. No, I'm kidding. I, honestly, though, I mean, I, I, I just sat in jail for six days over graffiti, like a completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. But the sitting in there, the being in there, the, the seriousness of it all, mm-hmm. if you are a person who like doesn't 
want to fuck up your life, you're just like, okay, cool. I'm going to chill on all that stuff because I don't want to go back there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're still on probation for the graffiti stuff? I'm essentially on probation until I pay off my restitution, which is like never. <sighs> so yeah. I'll probably be on for life. Okay. So, okay. Impulse control problems are usually like you learn that from somewhere or mm. like, or you pick it up as a way to cope with things along the way. So like, where do you think this, when did this start? Like when, I mean, do you remember the first time you did something and you got in like serious trouble for it and you were like, oh shit. I've always is- been getting in trouble as a kid, whether it's for something playing with fire over here yeah, or like uh, being inappropriate with a friend or something like that. I've always been like used to mm-hmm. uh, trouble. Nothing, nothing ever serious. I never got like referrals or suspended and type of stuff or whatever, but it was like a lot of lying mm-hmm. to my parents. I was getting in trouble for lying a lot. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like a general little shitty kid. And, Were they strict, uh, your parents? My dad was. My mom wasn't super strict. She strict within reason. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being like a lot of why they got into fights and stuff. My parents would like, we can start picking apart like little things in my life. Like, sure. oh, there's molestation like here, here, and here. And then mm-hmm. there's like parents divorced here and blah, blah, blah. So there's like mm-hmm. all sorts of things that add to the the big old melting pot sure. of like, why would you do this to somebody, Jerome? And I'm just like, I don't know. Wasn't that big a deal? And I, 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 you can be mad, but everybody else can get over it. Like, That's infuriating. Everyone yeah. else can get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think about like hurting people, like physically hurting people? Have you ever thought about, like, have you ever gone into that area? Like violence, that kind of yes. thing? Yes. Oh, I mean, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's specifically saying that because I threatened to fight a buddy of his. Oh, okay, this buddy of his. I I posted on Instagram something about like straight people are whack, and then he comes into my Instagram <laughs> DMs and he's just like, oh, I'm offended by that, and like literally, I took a screenshot. Get, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Be offended by that. Okay, so uh-huh. I, I I agree. The I friend was person. completely in the wrong for being offended for that. But then Jerome was just full force like... I took a screenshot of it and I put it on my Instagram and I was just like, if you want these hands, come see me. And like, I was ready to fight this dude over that. Like, that's what he means about like, instead of just taking a second to like, you know, find a common place or whatever, I go like one to a thousand. I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready. I'll break this dude's back. He has a back brace. Let's go. He, has a, <laughs> he already has one, so like, yeah. You're like, I'm gonna fuck this cripple up. Meanwhile, I've never been <laughs> this in this homophobic fight. cripple. Yeah, you're all like, you're all fucking like a flair. Yeah, I'm you're like, like a yappy it's little dog. Yeah, it's a Napoleon complex. I'm a five foot four black gay dude. So like, when I leave the house, I'm on defense for yeah. everybody. Anybody yeah. that makes eye contact with me, why are you looking at me? For what fucking reason? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I guess all you have shit. to. You have to maybe puff yourself up a little more so that people don't fuck with you. And so then in other situations where like, maybe, maybe that's where it comes from. Also, Max, like I'll be in a situation where probably I should back down, but I'm just like, no, no, nobody's going to corner me. Like I will. No one puts baby in a corner. Well, do you think it's a fear of authority figures? A lot of it or any type of like authority over your behavior? I don't like being lectured. Yeah. No one does. All like, Tell me what I did wrong, and then let's shut up about it. But okay. if we keep going on about it or whatever, I'm just like... Max, whatever. does he let people tell him what he did wrong? Yes, he'll listen. Okay. But he won't agree, or he won't confirm it. Okay. Uh, Jerome will never be wrong about any decision he has ever made. Interesting. That's great. I feel like this is... Slightly hyperbolic, because because is it I, is it because it doesn't seem like well, it you is. Started it, yeah. <laughs> you you basically came on and was just like, I do horrible things to people, uh-huh. and uh, I'm a piece of shit. But 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 like, I I know the things that I'm doing are wrong. Um, that doesn't make it better. No, definitely doesn't. No. Definitely does not. 
uh, I don't know. The things that I'm stubborn about, I still feel like deep down, like if you know me, then you know that I do feel remorse. If you know me, then you do know that I don't want to hurt people, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming that all those things are on the table. So if all those things are on the table, then like let's just get past all that stuff. Like, well, yeah, I have a little bit of this in that like I like to push people's boundaries. It's probably Emily's mm-hmm. least favorite him. of my qualities. That's this guy. Um, it's not great. Yeah, sure. It's also is funny. she late but, all the time uh-huh. too? Yes, this one because this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, late. late people uh-huh. for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, no. you guys can burn it. You fire. guys <laughs> are so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not always on time either, though. You're way better than I am, but but you're not. Okay. I didn't say I was always on mm-hmm. time, but you are always, always late. late. Max is like late obviously to everything. Yes, things happen, and this is late. People always use this as an excuse because there are two people that I'm thinking of in my family who are uh-huh. late to everything, and whenever I confront them about it, they're like, "Oh, well, last month on so and so's." Communion, you walked in five minutes after the bagels had been served. And I'm like, that is so irrelevant Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. coming over to your house and you being in your robe and curlers. Mm -hmm. The amount of times that I text him, I'm like, hey, are you on the way? And you're just like, "Uh, I just woke up. I fell back to sleep. I'm like, uh. Meanwhile, I've just been sitting on my porch for like an, like just however long, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. waiting, waiting like a little kid with this lunchbox, yeah. you know. And there's never any like, there's never any like, I acknowledge that mm-hmm. I well, am. Well, because we're embarrassed, because we're embarrassed that we're late and we don't want to talk about it because right. we know that it's bad. Right. Like what we but we both know I'm late, you and know. I, I feel like it's also that I'm literally always in a rush. Yeah. Everything. Like I literally don't It have just sounds time. like poor planning yeah. to me. Yeah. A million percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I like to sleep in and that's where it all starts from. That's the beginning of it. In the morning, I like to take liberties with sleep and then everywhere else will suffer because Well, and then you, t- you tell yourself that like you don't need as much time to get ready than you oh, really yeah. I, do. Oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't live in reality yeah. that, that like space and time, I believe, work in a different way than everyone else does. Mm-hmm. I, I have so me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, no, I will. I truly believe like if I need to be at, say, Union Square and I live in Astoria, so that's in the city. And typically that takes like 45 minutes to an hour. You should probably give an hour. Well, it takes 45 minutes like on the train to get there. But then if you have to then walk somewhere (laughs) to get to the place and whatever, then it's going to take an hour. So I believe I will leave the house with 40 minutes available to get there and be like, I'll make it. Like And, and, and I, I'm going to stop my for head, a bagel on the way. Yeah, and I'm like, Ugh. I'm going to make it. I, I, but I know I won't, but I just, I'm like, no, something's going to happen. Ugh, but, be- but sometimes I've proved right. Here's the problem. Mm. Here's the problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you're one of these people that doesn't respect time, space, <laughs> temperature, anything, is that you take wild risks all the time. And most of the time, you're dead wrong. And you <laughs> are late and it's you're wearing a fur coat in the summer or like you missed a flight. But sometimes you'll push the boundaries of things and you'll get away with it. And every time you get away with it, you're like, I fucking knew I was just, right. Just for like a few more minutes of sleep? Yeah, or like, for example, okay, so I, this was my most recent one. I, there was a show There was a show in the city that I've been trying to get on for about a year. It's a cool show. It's at a club. It's not like a career changer, but like it would look cool and give me a little street cred to be in this show. Absolutely. And I had been hustling this booker for a year and she is so, she's kind of like me, forgetful, fucks up dates, whatever, you know, 
will give will like book me for the LA version when I'm in New York or Jesus. whatever. So I finally secure a date for this show and I'm like, I'm never going to pin this fucking bitch down ever again. I finally got it. I got what I wanted. Then I realized that the night of the show, I also had a flight to go to my mom's house. She just, she just realized like it just came just, out. It just, oh my God, that's so fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy. on the same it's, day. I can't it's, believe it. Uh, what? So I realized. I'm Andrea. I keep a paper calendar <laughs> and that doesn't automatically update with my flight info the way that Google calendars do. Oh my God. It's crazy. I don't, I don't believe in Google But you calendars. know what? I don't believe it. And I'm going to use a paper oh one boy. because it, it helps me. No. Okay, so I so I looked it helps at my, me fuck up constantly. <laughs> I looked at my paper calendar and was like, ah shit. These are on the same day. The show was at seven. My flight was leaving an airport that is very far out at probably around 9.15. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> no. <gasps> so I but and the flight is to Arizona and the morning that I like I, I arrive at night the following morning. I have to sign paperwork for a, like the closing of a house. So I need to like this is not a drill. Mm-hmm. I can't miss this and, you know, f- reschedule this. But I'm like, no, I can do both. Like I can because I'm like, all right, I'll go on at seven. I will be off the stage by 715. I will jump in a car and I will go to the airport at, by 8, 8, 8, 15, and then I will run through security and I will make it to my this, flight. This is your plan. This is my plan. Yeah. I parsed, I looked at Google Maps and it was like, it's possible. And I was like, if it's possible, baby, I'm going to fucking should, do there it. There should be an option on Google Maps. Like, is this possible? And you ask him and they calculate and they're just like, girl, don't even try. Yes. There should be like a yes. space cadet Google Maps that yeah. lies to me, that tells me long. I would love this. Right. I would love this. I- I'm relating to you so much. Someone right hack into my shit and fuck up my clocks. I've had people turn my clocks back and I'd be like, turn my clock back. Don't tell me. And and then I will be early for things. I, I do that for myself. Yeah. yeah. And you'll forget yeah. anyways. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to remember that I turn my clock back. No, you won't. Because you're fucking in space all the time. But I I took an I took an Uber to JFK, which is in like Long Island. And it's during rush hour. I did it's this, which out. is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, and I made it. I fucking, I made it. And then when I'm. Yeah, you, you did make it. I made it. But. No, it was the it was so bad. It was such a if bad thing. If there had do. been an accident anything. on the road, one if thing. there had been yeah, if any single one thing had gone wrong. Oh yeah. You would have been fucked. Oh yeah, so fucked. And I would have to call my mom and like be like, I missed my flight. And she'd be like, oh, You're 30. You tell your parents Are you stuff kidding like that? me? Yeah, it's you fucking, fucking failure. Worst. And I'd be like, Yeah, because I was doing a comedy show and I don't respect your house buying. Cause I'm a fucking yeah, I, I don't know. I just time. It's it's to me like I I I am always so punctual and so good about being aware of time uh, and things like that. And so Max books like a thousand things. You know, for him having like an autoimmune disease that like makes him tired constantly. Uh, he, he always wants to sleep. He'll he'll book like a thousand things during the day and then go play hockey at night on top of it. Good so like you know, I, I take into account that he's doing a lot and he needs like a lot of sleep and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But also every time that like, cause we do a lot of art things together. We're, we're business partners mm-hmm. basically. And, uh, we're not friends. No, we <laughs> purely we left, business. We left that behind. Uh, and so I'll just be sitting Are in a place. Are you not friends? No. Recently. Friends. No. He just really? wants us to hang out. No, more. just in, in the way that we haven't hung out probably in the past year for something that wasn't art related or yeah. some sort of gig. Oh, I mean he like moved. that's us too. Yeah. I get that. 
He moved. He moved to like a place where it was like, I have to bike an extra like 15 minutes to get there and up another hill. And I'm just like, well, nobody told you to move, buddy. Can't you just meet in the middle? Oh, who has a car? Who doesn't? Also, with my autoimmune disorder, (laughs) I can't go to Jerome's house because I'm allergic to dogs now. That's true. That's true. Uh, That's That's a thing. What is this autoimmune disorder? It's he th- described this to me earlier, and it's like truly one of the craziest things I've ever I've heard. You got so, AIDS? No, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, no that might would be easier. maybe be yeah. better. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm just allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like the recorded amount of things I'm allergic to is like over seventy different okay. things. What? Uh, but I, I just <laughs> basically I develop allergies to anything whenever my body feels like it. Have you ever been allergic to people? Uh, probably like, I, I'm, I feel like I have, I yeah. mean, in the way that literally anything that's not my own body, like I, if it comes into contact with me, like I will have an allergic reaction and none of it's deadly, but it's basically, I'm just tired all the time. Uh, it affects my skin affects mm-hmm. like my eyes. I look like a zombie most of the time. Yeah. Your right eyes now, are red right now. I was like, my eyes are high as hell. so red right now. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I don't even smoke weed. Wow. Uh, yeah. What a bummer. You should smoke weed. Yeah, you should. I, I, <laughs> no, Max has gone through a gamut. Yeah, um, I, I I used to do a lot of bad stuff, but okay. Yeah, he had um, he also goes through impulse control issues, but not the same way I do. What was the bad stuff you did? I, it was, I mean, just like a lot. Uh, I guess throughout high school and younger until I was like twenty one, a lot of drinking, DUIs, fighting, drugs. Oh, DUIs, DUIs. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Ah. Uh, lot, lots of like, I guess, violent fighting. Okay stuff where are you always fighting when you were drinking or was it also like sober you were fighting just like always like really no yeah well, just how like, was, what was your relationship with your brother uh i mean me and my brother are like best friends but we would always fight like physically fight that's how i learned how to fight it's so like, funny the boys just fight each other yeah it's so like alien to me i'm like wait you just decide to fight yeah no it's just like it there's something and then you're just deeply, slamming each other's heads into shit yeah there's I, something seen, deeply ingrained in them to I've like, seen, fuck like each sisters other go at it before too pulling hair and hitting each other i'm just like i can't really even get i in the never have me and my sister would just like give each other french braids yeah oh, <laughs> or or eating or eating disorders oh, man. <laughs> Girl, yeah, I, there's a lot of like psychological terrorism with yeah, girls. Yeah, that's true. That's how we fight by like just getting you at the most sensitive part and just like turning the knife emotionally. <laughs> um, wait, so is your okay? So is your brother older or younger? Older. Is but, he still fighting and like living that crazy life? Not fighting as much, but I guess still has a lot of anger management issues. Okay, but I, I feel like the fighting most likely came from my dad because my brother would fight my dad a lot. It always comes from the dad. (laughs) Yeah, like I I fought my dad once. You fought your dad? But my brother would fight my dad all the time. What uh, what is what uh, what is the fight about? I I mean stupid shit. My my dad's pretty much like an older brother. He's not really a dad. Okay, uh, you got a you got a fun dad. N- I I have, <laughs> a, I have an alcoholic, drug addict, sure, really irresponsible dad that is basically an older brother. And what's your mom like? Uh, the best person Super ever. Sweet. Mom is so and just like uh, it's, it's like always she, the case. Yeah, she like she literally pays for my dad's apartment. Um, are they separate now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, she just takes care of Yeah, him. like they they've been separated for over like 10 years, but she recently divorced him, but even when they were separated, she was supporting him. She also cook for him and do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she Come on. is the like sole breadwinner and she has like a huge business and is doing amazing things. The uh, balls. Mm-hmm. Why does she take care of him? Uh because she feels bad for him and he's pretty much like a son. 
Like, yeah. Ugh, that makes my pussy wow. drop. Yeah, out. seriously. So yeah, hard. my dad sucks. Yeah, I, well, yeah, mine does too. Yeah, <laughs> You're in good company. Yeah. Uh, that is like, I think it's both um, like, if you've heard of Al Anon, that is um, yeah. like an Al, very Al Anonic thing to do is to just take care of addicts and kind of like. Ex- Hope and expect that they'll get better, and like sacrifice oh, no. your. Is Max doing that to me? Am I his? Like, Probably, oh. yeah. Um, He's also a Cancer, and I'm a Gemini, so like, you know. oh, what God. does that mean? Yeah, we, what does we, that mean? We've gotten. I, way- I hate that. Oh, I, I, love I so hate <laughs> all that astrology. We've been getting uh-huh. way too into astrology. We just did a live show before this, and we were. It was just like bitches in the chat talking mm-hmm. about their sun signs and mm-hmm. their moons, but. but uh, I have I had a coworker recently who was also a cancer who I got along with just about as the same that I got along with Max mm-hmm. and it's the same stuff and these aren't like bad qualities but like he's sensitive mm-hmm. he he doesn't like when like people are being unfair to one person or something like that oh, like he doesn't yeah. like when people are ganging up and bullying I'm on so people that and way. shit like I that. Wait, this is ge- you, Gemini a cancer mm-hmm. oh cancer okay mm-hmm. very very genuinely they're just like hey what's wrong like fucking twice today I was having my little silent tantrums they weren't about anything that had to do with him. But he did say twice today, hey, how are you feeling? And I was just like, I could say nothing or I could say what's wrong. And so I said, I was just like, I'm stressed about money. And then later on, I was just like, uh, I'll, I'll be fine when we get there on time. Uh, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was us getting here. But even him like asking me like specifically what is wrong as opposed to me just like sucking up all his feelings or whatever, you know, both of those two dudes do that and they're both cancers. So just saying, you okay. know. I'm gonna Hi. go. I'm gonna go ahead and say fuck Aries. That's my. Uh, Ooh, that's my hot take. Okay. Uh, Shade. Yeah. Are there anyone in an Aries in this room? My sister. Usually my sitting older in your chair. Uh-huh. Usually sitting in your chair. Is Keith an Aries? Yes. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So wait. So back to your family. Okay. So you're. You're. Yeah. It, yeah. A very Alanonic thing is to like and all, but also women of your. How old is your mom? Uh, really young. She's like. 46 47 oh okay because my my mom's in her 60s and like women of her generation you were just kind of like if you had a husband you just took care of him and you made him look good and like well where's your mom from i feel like she still has that generation like southwest new Mm -hmm. mexico okay Um, yeah and also my dad's side is like they're mexican so like it's kind of this very traditionalist Mm -hmm. uh like take care of the the yeah family yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's all centered around like you know, it's pretty misogynistic. Yeah, no, it, it, it's there's I. It's a really big problem in like yeah. Mexican culture, Mex- Mexican American culture. Okay, so I I have a I have a friend who ha- has family who lives in Miami, and they're all like very. This is something that she's spoken about a lot to me is that all their relationships end up being really toxic because at first they'll start dating and they have these very like antiquated rules of dating. They're all um, Hispanic, mm-hmm. and they have like kind of antiquated ideas of dating like, like the, the man, courtship process the courtship process yeah. the man pays for absolutely everything and this is just accepted it's seen as a sign of you know them proving that they like you mm-hmm. all of that but when you really think about that if it's accepted by everyone that the man pays for everything because that's the right thing to do you can't really have equality in a like partnership you're, yeah you're, you're setting a starting precedent off on the wrong foot. exactly yeah. Yeah. like you, you we can't exist in a universe where that is required and we demand equality. Yeah, Do you know somebody, what I mean? Because like, I don't, I'm not a woman, but if I came across that situation, I'd be like, 
I'm paying for this food tonight or this is our last date. Cause like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. If, if it becomes like a, like, like Oh a yeah. I never let men pay for, I can, I, I will let men pay for me once we're already dating. Right. If they want to like, if, the, if they like want it as a gesture, I'm like, yeah, of course that's sweet. Like I'll buy my friends food sometimes if I want to be nice. Like I think it's a nice thing to, to get people dinner. Yeah. But like this weirdo, like transactionalness that is like, I would like to fuck you, so now I will buy you a basket of bread. Right. And then it always usually ends up being an excuse that they use. And I took her out and I bought her yeah, this exactly. and that, and that yeah. and she still didn't. So it's, it's like Yeah, so even though they even if in the moment they're acting like it's purely a nice thing, it's you not. know that it's gonna turn around and like there's this weird power dynamic whether or not you want it to be there. Yeah, so pussy for bread. No, thank you. <laughs> P for B. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you get me bread, I will probably have sex with you. It's the, it's the best, but, you know, I, I don't yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, I've fucked for less. Put some tomato soup in a bread bowl and I'll push my mom. Oh, I love a bread bowl. I'm telling you. God damn don't, it. Don't say that about your mom. Your mom's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mom is a very sweet person, too. I've yeah. met your mom yeah, before. She's yeah, tight. she's tight. Both of you have monster dads and lovely moms. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why you get along so right. well. I get my rage from my dad. Like, I just, you know, and the only person in my life that would potentially feel on the regular basis would be my dog. Because I recognize, I recognize the control thing leads to rage. So when my dog is not listening, instantly it sparks. Rage. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with my dog. That's the person... The person. That's the thing that I'm most aware of it. So I can like, it's very easy for me to just like be like, calm down as a fucking dog. Right. And, and like, like don't put your rage on this animal that right. has, you know, depends on you. Right. And, but yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely where I see it the most because it's the most intimate like thing that's around me all the well, time. Well, yeah, you're taking care of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a very like parental relationship. But then like I think about like my dad's rage towards me. I was just like, oh, same thing. Whenever I did something that I that wasn't like me listening to him or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. There was no, there's no middle ground. It was just instantly just like rage. anger is like ninety percent of how people deal with things. I have recently been like charting. You know, I have my little workbook for ACOA. Oh, uh huh. And uh, you have to like chart out your reactions to things. Oh wow. And uh, and it was interesting. It was like this is like it would explain what explaining what feelings are. I thought I knew feelings. I'm a lady. I've got <laughs> all the feelings. I mean, we've had a lot all, of them. A lot of them. And I was like, I thought I understood my inner emotions a lot. Turns out, no. Because I think I said something to you. I was like, I'm a really angry person. And you were like, you are Duh. just learning this? Like, how, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen this bitch punch telephone poles. And yeah. Shit. You will be, but because literally every single, like I, I mapped through a bunch of interactions within my family, including me separate from me and almost all of them, there's varying um, situations, but the outcome is almost always anger. Like anger is the emotion that is used to deal with whatever happens. And I think that's kind of, it's the easiest emotion. Mm-hmm. It's the most gratifying, especially once you are get used to responding in anger. It's the one that is most gratifying and happens the the quickest. Sure. You it's way easier to get results that way. Yeah. With being angry and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. It's Nobody w- gives people that like nice people, they give stuff to the mean people to get them out of their face. Exactly. It's very, very uh, powerful and it's very easy to summon and very hard to like Let step go. back from. Yeah, and then I'm like, if I'm this angry, if this is how I filter through the world through like 90% anger, then like, God, I must be giving myself cancer because anger is so fucking... Wait, so you, are you saying that like if you're sad, are you saying your sadness manifests as anger? Often, yeah. 
That's interesting because my anger a lot of time manifests as sadness. Like when I'm angry, I cry. Really? I've cried more when I'm angry than when I am sad. I scream when I'm angry. And like, yeah, well, yeah. And you didn't you like bust one of your knuckles one time? Yeah. This was a few years ago. You like punched an elevator. I punched an (laughs) elevator. I was when I was working in fashion, I used to like run through the garment district a lot for my job. And everyone was just getting on my last fucking nerve. And it, it was I was upset because I was being treated poorly at my job. But like someone did someone didn't like leave the elevator door open for me and I was carrying a roll of fabric. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, that's a dick move. Yes. Oh, a totally a dick move, but it was just like You should have st- stuck the fabric into the elevator door to hold it and then punched the person. <laughs> that would see that not the right thing. <laughs> and I, you said that and I was so excited by the thought I'm of that. Sure I was like, "Oh that. yeah." And then then I hit him on the ground with the fabric roll and be like, "You like that, bitch? Right. You I, like that?" This is where you and Jerome relate. Yeah. I don't relate to this at all. <laughs> then I then I'm slapping him with the fabric in the face yes. and he's like, "No, I don't." And I'm like, po- "Politeness revenge is so Good. Yeah, now I the fabric is right. revenge. You like, hate revenge. Yeah, I, I hold on to things a lot, but I don't act it out. You yeah. hate re- who? Who hates revenge? I don't yeah. care about do. revenge either. Yeah, like I mean, I grew up a very angry and vengeful person, mm-hmm. and I hate that now. Sure, but, it's ugly. It's super yeah, ugly. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like revenge is just a terrible thing. Like, yeah, well, it's like you dig your own grave while you're doing it. Yeah, you're um, like continuing your entanglement with someone who's bad for you. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Jerome is very vengeful. Oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is another thing. Just Fun. like you were saying that you didn't realize that you didn't realize what emotions are. Mm-hmm. My therapist is always hitting me with things that like I just. This is why I pay him because I was talking about something and he was just like, "Oh, this is like when you were in seventh grade and you did X Y Z." And I'm like, "Did he just remember something from seventh yeah. grade and throw it in my face just to remind me of how much I love revenge?" What the? You got to go back to the origin stories, man. Holy it's shit. all in there. Yeah, that's why he's getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's did, not really, but he's not throwing it in your face. He's no. just pointing it at Point, well, pointing out, pointing out like it was just an patterns. interesting word choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> did this fucking bitch just throw that in my face? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, but, but to Jerome, having something shown to him that he's done is he's an attack. Throwing him on, it, yeah, him. in his face. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerome. I'm just throwing That's you like, under the bus. No, please. I That's throw people under the bus all the time. So, Literally. <laughs> So, um, so when did the, so you're a violent, vengeful per you're very chill seeming. So when was there like a switch with all the fighting and drinking and all of that stuff? Uh, when I was 21, probably. Okay. Yeah, that's when I stopped drinking completely. Okay. Um, wow. Ironic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was also kind of a part of my autoimmune disorder. Uh, I developed an allergy and an intolerance to alcohol. Ha <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I, I also like, I guess, coming to terms with like how shitty of a person my dad was mm-hmm. and also coming to terms with like sexuality and mm-hmm. gender and just being like, wow, gender roles suck. Masculinity oh. sucks. Men it's a trap. suck. It's like a very toxic trap like be this one way toxic masculinity yeah, would one say. could say this what? millennial motherfucker figured it out like way sooner than i did like i just it took me so long and i still you know struggle with like ideas of like fucking toughness and all that kind yeah, of yeah you seem you know? like you you have like internalized homophobia still that I you have deal internalized with internalized homophobia i have internalized like shit against black people uh, I've got fucking internalized like everything that I am. I hate. I hate nerds. I hate fucking like whatever. And it's all. I, I, just, I just don't know. Every, anything that any, anybody tries to tell me like you're supposed to be like this. 
I'm immediately like, no, I don't want that. And I'm not going to be like that. And so like when I was growing up, all the black kids were just like, why do you sound like that? Mm -hmm. You're not like this. And I was just like, cool. I'm going to lean in the other direction. Wait, was the black black kids were like coming at you for being like a nerdy guy? For sounding white. Sounding white. Okay. Or for like, and it, this wasn't everywhere that I lived, but mm-hmm. I lived in like DC and all sorts of places. And uh, it can it can come off as like alienating. Mm-hmm. And it can come off as like people believing that I'm that I'm that I believe that I'm better than myself or that I'm better than other people. Okay. Um, oh, because you're like a, a black guy who doesn't who d- like participates in like nerdy I don't, I don't shit. Listen to hip hop, you okay. know, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I see nothing, what you're saying. Nothing about like traditional black culture in America. I I, I vibe with most of my life. Is it kind of similar to when to like the light skin situation? Like different when someone is light skin, do they view them as like not black enough kind I mean, of thing? Light skin people will definitely get called bougie and things like that because they have a, a, definitely more of a privilege in general than like dark uh-huh. skinned people. Yeah. Sure. They can move throughout the world a lot easier. You know what I learned from Hemda recently, our friend Hemda, about uh that like um immigrant families want their kids to marry to marry off white. Like that's like you mm. did it. You, you married really? yes, you married a white person because then your kids will look more white yeah. and you'll have a better life. But simultaneously they like hate white people and make fun of them. But like it's like this very sordid love hate situation. Like do you remember um uh, Christina Galston was talking about her mom. She's Hispanic, Puerto Rican, and she, she, um, oh, she, yeah, she married her dad because he had blue she eyes. She married a Jewish guy. She yeah. was like, I didn't even really, she's like, she didn't seem like her mom even really liked her dad, but he was like, had blue eyes and was Jewish and was like, my daughter will be white passing. Yeah. And that is good enough. That it's, is my life. That's such a horrible way yeah. to like identify yourself. And I'm not being like, like, you guys are fucked up. I completely understand what happened, but like, what a shitty trap to be like, I hate this oppressive group, yeah. but I also want to make sure that... That's just got to be really painful to be like, we need to water this down mm. for the next generation because it's that bad. It's fucked up. It's crazy. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, I have people, like me- other Mexican people, tell me that it's a good thing that I'm white passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm what you would call like a huero, like a whitey. Oh, uh, okay. But it, yeah, it, it's it's a power. It's a privilege. And yeah. I'm told that. Well, you're treated better for it, I'm yeah. sure. Like they're not there. It's not that they're taking that from nowhere. Or somebody will not assume that he's Mexican and make all kinds of. Oh, really? Shit. I guess when he was alive. playing hockey. Like, really? Yeah, also construction and all kinds of stuff like people. Yeah, I'm I'm very white passing. So uh, until people know my name, because mm-hmm. it's Maximiliano Gonzalez, which mm-hmm. is like very. That's uh, not white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like people will confide their racism in me like all the time, and also confide oh, their that's homophobia. Kind of like fun in and a crazy like, yeah, way. Do you feel like a secret agent. Yeah, all the time. It, it, it's so people think I'm just like this hyper masculine straight white dude, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm none of those things. Um, and then what do you do? What do you do? You ever say anything? Like, do you ever? Do you ever confront them or you just like let them kind of show who Max they are is, and then Max walk is away? very good about putting people in there in check about shit. Like I will let a lot of stuff slide and be like, oh, is that okay? Cool. I'll just not fuck with you and you mm-hmm. can go ahead and say all the fucked up stuff you want. Max would be like, hey, man, that's not cool. Stop saying that. I won't get like violent about it. Sure. But like, I, I mean. But you should because that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> in certain situations, I won't address it because I know it'll put myself in a dangerous position. Yeah. Because I don't want to out myself. Well, because I asked that question because we have similar, like I have this conversation with female comedians, gay comedians, people of color all the time of like, 
what is worth the energy? Because if I was going to fight mm-hmm. with every fucking shitty dude mm-hmm. that I cross paths with, I would be exhausted. And I fight with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And there's probably something a little fucked up about me that I'm like also kind of enjoying these fights a little bit because <laughs> I, I want to have the fight. But it's like I constantly have this battle of like the whole system is uh, the, all the gatekeepers are these types of people. Even if they try to kind of act like they're not, you can tell, you can smell it on them. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, I was, I was watching the um, Joe Rogan's podcast on YouTube, and like, a lot of people give Joe Rogan a lot of passes. Like, so a lot of people make fun of him and say he's like, you know, um, like the Oprah for men. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And uh, there's, uh, you know, and he, but he's like. His podcast is so popular in comedy. Oh, yeah. It's huge to be on that show. He has a huge fan base. I see like my, a lot of my peer, not like on my level peers, but people that I know in New York, like going on that show and some guys will like go on that show and have a good time with him, but I'll see them kind of co-sign his bullshit and then he'll say like, oh, I think women should have equal rights and blah, blah, blah. Like he'll say all this stuff, but then he'll have a guy on and they'll be laughing at like pictures of a trans person's, right. cr- you know what I mean? So I'm like, you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. But then I, I go into this trip in my head where it's like, if I ever have an opportunity to be on your show, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Do I argue with you? Because then your audience hates me and then I'm quote unquote just like an unfunny feminist well, bitch. Like that's I mean, the corner that you get painted I, in. I know that I, I'm sure you, I mean, I know I know that I definitely have been in this situation on a smaller scale Yeah, where like you kind of need to play a role if you're in somebody else's house for lack of a better word. Right. Um, and if you're on a show where the host has certain viewpoints, I'm thinking of one show that we both went on in particular. Uh-huh. It's like one that I walked out of recently. You're not going to get anything out of arguing with these people. You're just going to what the real way to go about it would be to get whatever you can get out of it and then to do the right thing in your everyday life and right. achieve success and do what you know in your heart is right. Yeah, I know. You know, and I also think you can you can uh not co-sign something and also not be sure. antagonistic. Right, exactly. It's it's hard to like walk that line though cuz you you're a funny person. So your goal is to be funny, but <sighs> when someone's being funny at the expense of a group, you go and you have this weird cornered thing where it's like yeah. fuck, I can't laugh at that. If I start truly going into why it's fucked up that you said that, now I'm lecturing you. You already don't want to hear that. So where are we now? Oh, I was at I was at uh, on Cinco de Mayo. I was at somebody's house, and first off, somebody brought like a cookie cake with like a little cactus with a Mexican hat on it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. fucking cookie cake or whatever. But then later on, uh, one of the people at the party starts like talking about the cactus, or whatever. And he was like, well, it's c- clearly it's a Mexican cactus, and blah blah blah. I kept on like throwing Mexican around, and I was just like, just sipping my drink, and I was like, I'm gonna sit here in the corner, the only black guy in the room, and just like let you guys. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is showing me like how things must go when we're sure not behind closed doors yeah. type and thing. And I'm sure it like the thing about it is like you know he was a little tipsy and I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it. But did, it's he just, not, it was, did he not? Did he not mean anything by it? Things where like I guess in that situation I don't know where I said, "Hey man, it's probably not Mexican. I have a Mexican friend who wouldn't think that it mm-hmm. would, like what am I going to say?" And I said, "I said nothing." And I waited for Game of Thrones to start. Yeah. 
I don't know what what do you do when it happens to you? So it's a very different experience when you're art when you are white passing. Yeah, yeah. Because one, you're given a position of power mm-hmm. um, and privilege, and there's a sense of responsibility. Sure. Um, in in the way that it's kind of like I guess since you're able to insert yourself in these situations mm-hmm. in kind of like an incognito way. Sure. Um, and, I'm on incognito mode all the time. Yeah, and it, it, I guess in a way that like is less likely to get you uh, attacked or mm-hmm. experience any sort of vi- mm-hmm. violence. It It's up to you in that moment to, I guess, address it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess being that I have um, a father who is very brown and mm-hmm. a brother who is like the brown version of me, mm-hmm. I've seen them experience uh, racism in a different way where it's to them, it's a lot more direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where for me, it's kind of like, an experience of someone finding something out or me confronting them about it. So it's kind of, I, with how I experienced it, I'd much rather uh, stop that person from saying anything to someone else in the future or saying it to someone in a more directly violent way to mm-hmm. someone. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I'm, and also it, it's even in the conversations, uh, they, f- people feel, I can tell they feel a bit more comfortable talking to me about it. Because they feel like, oh well, he's he's one of us. So mm-hmm. interesting. Um, even oh. if they even if they know that you're Hispanic, whenever like, white people like include you in as one of us, it's not a good feeling. I'm sure it's Be- not because it's also this moment of like, oh well, you're not like like you're really not one Mexican. of these. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. like you're not like that bad of, of like a Mexican. <laughs> right. Uh, you're one of the good ones. Right. Yeah, I I didn't know that was so. My friend Rojo Perez mm, introduced so that sexy. phrase to me recently. Yeah, and I've I heard that my whole life. I didn't know that was like a real like. I was talking also for um, Calvin Cato, another friend of mine, was talking about um, I'm not racist, but that sentence or I don't see color and like I I, I didn't know. Th- I thought these were jokes. He's like, I'm from Canada. And like, I didn't, you know, obviously there's racism in Canada, but it's not as like pronounced as the United States. And they're so clownish sounding to me Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize that this is things that people like truly say. Yeah. Oh, another thing I heard all the time, people would preface things. Hey, do you want to hear a racist joke? And and little coon me who was just like I want all these white people to be my friends I guess yeah you must yes please tell me is it a way to like is it a way to to like I want to make you feel included so I'm going to show you what fucked up shit that we do because you're one of us I don't I think it's I think it's some some like it's some subconscious like your 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 racist genes in your Uh body are just trying to get out and, and 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 it has to come out until somebody like corrects that shit. So uh-huh. like when you're like 11, you're just like, hey, want to hear this joke that ends with like something racy and racial and stuff uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, until somebody's just like, no, and stop that. And I don't want to hear that anymore. But like I never did. I was like, yes, tell me another. You, you want to be one of the good ones. You want to be the friend to that white person who says, oh, well, I have a white friend who lets me say it. I have a white. I mean, I have a black friend that uh-huh. lets me say it. I have a mm-hmm. black friend that's cool with this. Uh-huh. It's a weird exchange what a of like sick we're little trading, like contract. Yeah, trading yeah. power back and forth, but it's always like losing for the minorities. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it's set up that way. What a. I mean, I'm de- I've definitely had people say some fucked up things to me about Jews not knowing that my family's oh, Jewish. Oh, wow. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. it's probably not anywhere near as bad because. Jews are seen as white, so they're mm-hmm. like very, you know, generally accepted. But um, there's still a lot of uh, stereotyping that goes on. So I can definitely yeah. think of a few times that uh, 
somebody would say to me like, oh, she's got a Jappy Long Island accent or like, you know, they would like slide things in and I'd be like, uh-huh. okay, mm-hmm. that's, uh, interesting that's interesting. Choice of words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm half Russian Jew, half Mexican. Um, oh, what a potpourri. I know. You got it all, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and one of the, I guess, most perfect examples of someone expressing racism to me uh, in, in a way that they thought it was a joke mm-hmm. and confiding in me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my ex-bosses, he was asking like, oh, like uh, you're Mexican, right? And like, what else are you? And I was like, oh, I'm Russian Jew and Mexican. He's like, all right. Well, we can work you like a Mexican and we can burn you like a Jew. What? And I was just, in, in that moment, it's kind of like. Casual. In that moment, you're kind of like, you're stuck because one, they're your boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're your boss. Like, what are you going to do about that? Like, it's, it's That's a That's the most dynamic. horrifying thing I've ever I can heard. burn you like no. a Jew. I mean, the first one's bad, but like, I can throw you no, in an oven. Like- and they're the kind of person that if you would say something, they'd be like, come on, can't you take a joke? Well, but- here, okay. So we were going to talk about this in the intro, but this is perfectly timed. So. I went to the doctor yesterday and uh, I'm fine. We'll see, but probably fine. But this doctor was an older white guy and I was in there for something that like could be serious, but probably is not. And I put comedian on my fucking occupation like an mm. idiot. your first mistake. It was my mm. first mistake. So I'm at the doctor's office. I have a lump in my throat. Things are not chill right now. And he goes like... Andrea is also a hypochondriac. I was going to say it, I'm but a hypochondriac. It, it didn't feel like my yes, place. Sure. 100%. <laughs> but it's there. And it's not a pleasant... No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying the the fear must be 10 times worse for you than yeah. it would be for somebody with a rational I'm mind. A, a million percent. Both my parents went through very horrible medical stuff. I've seen it all. So for me, going to a doctor's office is like a whole new fucking layer of hell. I know the thoughts are not rational, but the fear is very real. So I'm already like wringing my hands and it's this old fucking white dude and you're a comedian i'm gonna tell you a joke no how about no i'm I'm gonna say no to that right now i don't want to hear a joke his joke and he's like let me tell you his joke is like in the white house uh a guy snuck in blah 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 i don't even know the setup was horrible and later they were like who was that and it was like it was just bill coming in from a night of partying i'm like what He's like Bill, uh, Bill Clinton. Like he was, he was like, you know, he hasn't been getting president for blown. twenty years. I'm like, right? why are you telling me a Bill Clinton blowjob right but now? Also, like, how long have you been sitting on that? Bill Clinton was president in the and 90s. then he looked me in the eye and said, "I wrote that," and I was like, "Oh yeah, you did." What? Let's talk about the mass in my throat, and then. He go, he starts talking about PC culture. Let's talk with about the math and Bill Clinton's oh, pants. Am I, I was right? like, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I don't get why everyone's so sent. I'm like, okay, I already had this fucking conversation with every white dude in my fucking job, and now I'm here, and you're being like, people are so sensitive. I don't understand. And then, and then, and I was like. Yeah, you know, everyone has a different. Ex- I'm giving like generic Ugh. answers because I'm like, I also need you to tell mm-hmm. me. If you I have cancer or not, so I'm just going to be like, ha, 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 smile. Then he's like, my daughter just came back from college and um, she's, I think she's bisexual. And she said, she said, I'm like, why am I talking about your daughter's sexuality? What happened? What happened? Can we backtrack about what happened here? So my daughter's bisexual, but um, she said, guys in college were such assholes and, and she prefers women. And I said, well, honey, you know, women are crazy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is this a, ca- a fucking hidden camera show right now? Women are crazy. He's like, guys are dumb, but women are crazy. Ugh. And I- I'm like, I- okay, okay. And, and what an insight. Yeah, it was really great stuff. <laughs> he wrote that himself, that whole skit. 
and and I, and I'm like trying to remain calm because it's like okay, you are a doctor. I have to get through this so you can like tell me. And during it, he was complimenting himself on his bedside manner. So he was like, you know, I just like to give all the options because I've been told I have great bedside manner. I have these socks. Do you see my socks? They have fun patterns on them. So when kids come in here, I'm like, I'm not going to hurt you. I have I'm fun socks. Kidding? Why me? are you talking about your experience with children and how great you are? Like how the thing is. You're talking about how good your bedside manner is while simultaneously saying women are crazy and watching me like wring my hand. I'm very uncomfortable right now. And you're bragging about how good you are with other people. Like the the irony. Is, yeah. No, yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> this guy should not be practicing medicine. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to look at your I'm going to look at your throat. This is not going to hurt. Then he shoves a tube down my nose it hurt a lot. Uh-huh. It, it, it hurt very much. Yeah, and he was like, imagine. it's going to be fine. I'm going like, gah, gah, gah. And so he's it like, seems like he doesn't know what feedback is at all. No, no, yeah. no. But it's like, this guy thinks he did great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't say it because I can't because I'm in a position of power. And it's like, you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. You're a doctor. There's so many people out there. Like, you know, uh, this is not the same thing as a joke or anything. I was at an expo for my job recently. It was a paper expo. So fucking exciting. Anyways, mm-hmm. somebody from very high up in the company that I don't even know who he was comes up from behind me and like he's addressing the table, but he puts his hands on my shoulders and mm-hmm. just sort of like sits there with his hands while he's talking to the rest of the table. So mm-hmm. I don't even see his face. I don't, there's, there's just a giant person just looming over mm-hmm. me. And I don't even like being touched, period. I, I don't yeah, like Yeah, you should touched. ask people. A lot of people don't like being touched. And so now there's this fucking dude that's just like clawing my shoulders and I'm just being like, just, just wait it out. Just fucking wait the shit out. It'll, it'll pass eventually or whatever. And I'm like, this is what they talk about. People say what happens with rape. Like you're just... In the moment, mm-hmm. freeze and appear, freeze and appear, and you're just like, just sit it out. It'll be eventually over and stuff like that. And I'm like, God damn, I don't want to compare the situation to that. However, like this, yeah, it, it, and it's it's never women who are fucking doing this stuff. It's just this old fuck old old white, white men. I'm so sorry. I don't want to say not. I don't want to say it's just you guys, but it's really looking like it's just you guys. That's really racist. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> old white man. But it, it, it's. I guess it's. I, they've never not been on the top of the food chain. Yeah. So that's, he's like, I don't understand why people get offended, but because he's never been offended because you. Because he couldn't possibly understand what it's like to mm-hmm. approach something from a different perspective. Exactly. He's like in his ivory tower on the Upper East Side, not having to really Telling interact. his blowjob joke to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, please don't tell me. He said lymphoma and then was like, anyways, my daughter is fake gay. And I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to. Could I'm going to shove could, your tube. I, I get that you were uncomfortable, but could you have been like, like, could you imagine a situation where you could have been like, hey, I, I'm not really in the mood to talk about this right now. Like, can we just talk about my sickness? Maybe, but I was so freaked out that yeah. I was just wanting him to like, like, similarly, like, I just wanted him to like me so he would treat me well. Yeah. And I wanted to like give him what he wanted so that Sick. I could get what I needed from well, him. And unfortunately, as a woman, you just like never want to come off like a bitch. I mean, I have no problem coming off like a bitch. But oh, if see, you're a doc- I do. If like, you're a doctor, then then yeah. I'm because I don't because you could fuck me up. Well, then he's just going to like confirm that women are crazy. Exactly. Yeah. This woman, this comedian of all I was people, being so nice and I was telling her jokes about she- my socks that kids love. Fuck off with your they had squares on them. You're not blowing oh, kids minds. Kids don't give a fuck about right. squares. Show them skim <laughs> Spongebob something. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Bart Simpson or some shit. <laughs> but the thing is, I think a lot of people that go to this guy probably think he's charming and, and no one 
is the wiser or no one says anything. And so it's just kind of like, I just, and then I went to my Upper East Side lady lesbian doctor today, and she laughed for 20 minutes about how unprofessional he was and was like, he should have never said that. He should have never said this. I'm going to do this. You have nothing to worry about. And I'm like, I should have never gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess like I have a I have um well we'll light a bag of shit on fire and uh, <laughs> leave it on his doorstep. <laughs> I guess you, my my best thing that I ever heard about this and I talk about it sometimes. There's a guy named Kendall Farrell and he's a gay comedian and um I always sit in this particular mic room with him and there's man after man going up like the like I suck his dick is like a joke you know it's like. Just the, still an insult. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's still something to like ha ha ha. That's a funny thing. Yeah, like, that's someone said. Also, it's using gay as a punchline. Yeah, exactly. It, but that's like the most benign. There's way worse stuff than that. But like I see him witnessing that over, and you know I'm witnessing other shit come coming my way. But I'm furious. Like I'm in the corner, like gripping on things. Yeah, and like yelling at people and like removing people from stage. And he's so calm. And one day I was like, how do you keep it so fucking calm? Like, does this not bother you? And he's like, it bothers me. But like my solution is that I will be successful and it will build up my own career. Mm -hmm. And I will be up there, you know, working with people that I like and like doing my thing. And they will still remain in the same place. Yeah. Well, that kind of goes along with what we were saying before. It's like if you encounter somebody it's sometimes it's not worth it to try to change their thinking because it's just gonna like hurt your situation. Mm-hmm. It's always the best revenge is living well. Living well. well and uh, I feel like that's where the role of the ally comes in, though. Right. Like, where you should let that person who's experiencing big, bigotry live their life, not have to worry about that, continue mm-hmm. to do what they're do, mm-hmm. doing, and have the ally or the, the passing person sure be the one that does the confrontation yeah, yeah. and that's that's a fair perspective well too. yeah that's kind of like i i feel also i feel empowered to cause a scene in that particular room because i'm a comedian who's been there for mm-hmm. a long time and like i'm a bit no i'm not it's an open mic room but people know who i am and like i get booked at that venue enough that if you piss me off i can maybe do something i know the owner versus yeah, that's like privilege yeah like, exactly yeah. so you know, it depends on what mood I'm in, but yeah, sure. yeah, it probably have to be something egregious because, like, when you're in open mic rooms, you know, I, I don't know. In where we are in Pittsburgh, in the art scene specifically, mm-hmm. it's very like hyper liberal, you know, super PC, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, they don't tolerate any kind of intolerance, whatever. But still, even like down the street in the comedy community, yeah, <laughs> what's going on in the comedy community? Comedy is the same everywhere, you know. Yeah, it's like the the, the lowest hanging fruit, or like you know, oh, people yeah. just trying to be edgy for edgy's sake and stuff like that. And uh, in the spaces like that, once again, I'm just like, dude, if you this is your act, this is what you worked on, mm-hmm. if this is what you've studied and you've said this out and out before, and everybody just lets you get away with that shit. Keep on keeping on because, like, I will just same thing with the other dude. Just like, I'll watch you crash and burn, yeah, yeah, and I'll have saved myself from having to like fucking try to lecture somebody who's just gonna crash and burn, anyways, right? Right? Well, but here's the thing is, is there's people higher up in our industry that agree with that guy, and mm-hmm. that's where it starts yeah. to piss me off, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when I'm like. I'm just gonna. Well, and they cater to a fan base that also believes really fucked exactly. up shit. So it's and like it's on the bottom and it's also on yeah. the top. And you're always gonna encounter fucked up people everywhere in every industry. And uh, you just gotta. You just gotta get a roll of fabric 
and jam it into their throat. <laughs> Any opportunity you get. Well, I, I guess uh, going back to like Joe Rogan, that's why it's important, so important to challenge someone like that because he has such a strong voice. I know. He defines so many people's politics and morals. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with like Twitch streamers, like PewDiePie. And oh all my that. God, yeah. It, it's they are speaking to so many people and informing people of their, I guess, yeah, of their identity. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are dumb as hell. Yeah. And they're like, this is a prepackaged viewpoint. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. He hangs out with all cool people. He's wealthy. He had, he, you know, I want his and life. He's, he's giving me an excuse to not have to think critically yes. about things that I believe. Right. Cause what could be more attractive than that? Well, yeah, because it's easy. Yeah. He's done all the critical thinking and here are his opinions and I will just regurgitate them. And exactly. what's difficult about him and like a lot of the men in our industry is that they are like specifically in that group, they are very they're smart in certain areas. Like mm-hmm. they're very liberal about drug use and like censorship and like they in certain areas, I'm like, I so agree with you. And then it'll move into the category of like <laughs> women or trans people. I mean, tra- I, with the trans people, can you get over it? They're what? still talking they're about it? They're like obsessed the- with it. What? I'm just going to say <laughs> libertarians. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is very libertarian. Oof. It's It's like, it's like, Everything comes down to my right to do whatever I want at the cost of anybody around me, which is a very fun opinion to have when you have nothing threatening (laughs) you. When you have everything. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, of course, on an ideological level, I believe that freedom of speech is very important. But (sighs) by the same token, then you cannot be so furious when other people are exercising their freedom of speech to say that they don't like your beliefs. Yeah. They ca- you can't be like, I. this is the most important thing to me and you exercising your version of it is a threat to me and therefore it's wrong. Like, what are you, t- it's it's contradictory in its, in its essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personal freedoms, but only their personal exactly. freedoms. Exactly. I, well, yeah. fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what, I'm going to take this back down to a simmer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so angry. I'm going to leave it on the crock pot, let mm. it sit overnight, and mm. we can continue this talk in the morning. <sighs> but... For now, we do need to wrap up the show. Yeah. yeah. Guys, where can people find you and follow you? Do you want people following you? Mm-hmm. Give Plug your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on Instagram at everyone. Everybody hates Chew. Or no, it's everyone hates Chew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Everyone hates Chew. Yes. Follow his Instagram. Great art. It's uh, it's awesome stories. Great. It's a fucking Instagram experience. Ooh. He posts a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. It's like lights up my life. You even put a book together with all your stories I in did. it. I put a little zine together. I put I kept a couple of my favorite stories and put it out there because the stories are the the most direct way to find out what I'm really thinking about something. And especially yeah. if you're in the room and I'm feeling a way, that's the best way to know how I'm feeling. <laughs> he's, he's Instagram storied me while I'm in the same room with him. Did you know he was doing it? When I got the notification that uh, I was tagging uh, it. That's right. Yeah. What a covert motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, and how about you, Max? Uh, yeah, um, I'm on Instagram as goodboygems. Um, Ooh. I'm a good boy now, not a bad boy. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure you're mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. Bad boy, bad boy. Uh, what's your, what's your, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, website is maxgonzalez.art that's where you can see my fine art yeah Mm -hmm. there i mean i've seen jerome's art i know you guys collaborate and like it's fucking rad as hell inspirational 
you know? Yeah. So follow them, check them out. Emily, where can people find us? Follow us. People can find us at Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram, Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter. They can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We go live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and do a live version of the show, interact with the fans. It's been very lit. Lit. Um, and if they would like to support us, come on, they can go to patreon.com slash hot mess. We recently uh, did a little makeover. We're including a ton of bonus content that you're going to want to check out, including our 200 episode back catalog. Are you fucking kidding me? At the $10 level. That's 10 fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? For 200 for 200 plus hours of content? Yeah. And the Patreon. Is that a fucking joke? The Patreon- I had people commenting on my Instagram like, this is this a typo? Ten do- I'm sorry, $10, not 100 Yeah, 10 I've spent more on coffee. Yeah. Today, I spent more on coffee. You can't buy a venti coffee and a croissant at Starbucks for $10. And if I have cancer, I'm going to need some money. So I'm going to need you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we would start a GoFundMe also. But, but, you know, you got to have the foundation. So. And so contribute. Patreon.com slash hot mess. That's where you go. Andrea's cancer.com slash biz. (laughs) It's It's a comedy comedy podcast. podcast.